Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and Fire Emblem Franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's good. Uh, Are you ready to have Canadian political news break through to uh, your fine country tomorrow as we head to the polls? Uh, Sure. Cool. I know that's super off topic. I I just, uh, if there are any Canadians listening, remember, go vote. Vote, vote, vote. Uh, Also, speaking of voting, there's a reason I did this. Speaking of voting, Extra Life is here. We're not going to harp every week, but I do want to give you the base details. We are going to be planning a live show if folks donate and they want to join us. Anyone who donates in the name of Fire Emblem Heroes to Eddie or I on the TGI Extra Life team, uh, $10 or more can join us as a guest on Sunday, November 10th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to be doing a live show. And also, when you donate $10 or more, you can vote in our next game club. Uh, Just name your game, check the guidelines in the show notes, and remember voting for that closes on December 31st, and you can stack. It's a charity. We want people to stack their votes. Uh, The more dollars, the more money goes to local Children's Miracle Network hospitals. I know Eddie and I are both excited to see the support from our fine listeners, and um, no time like the present. I know both Eddie and I are planning our, our game days, and those donations before game day really help you know, motivate and stuff. So definitely check us out, uh, bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2019. Um, Eddie, any Fire Emblem plans for game uh, for Extra Life? Maybe, uh, you know, take an hour off stream and play a little Three Houses? What are you thinking? Well, um, if I do any Fire Emblem for uh, Extra Life, no one will see it because I have no way to stream any of that stuff out. I don't have any setups to stream from my switch or anything like that so you know actually now that i think about it usually when i do well when i was doing extra life for 24 hours at a time now we've changed it a little bit where we do um like multiple game days because i'm old and i have two kids so if i'm up for 24 hours and i wake up the next day i'm on duty so uh it doesn't doesn't work anymore but i remember when i was doing 24 hours i would often play mobile games in the in the early morning hours before i wanted to stream and uh it was a good way to sort of freshen up so to speak so maybe there'll be some times where i'm um playing some fire emblem heroes and and uh, going about it but uh, we're really excited to be supporting extra life again and involving the summoners call crew so we really appreciate everyone's support uh eddie let's look at these banners oh sorry go ahead just piling on the old man first you know point out how you canadians still can't get anything right voting on a monday instead of tuesday is tuesday your voting day yeah first tuesday in november every year well i think i think ours ours are always on i could be wrong it's the second yeah, I think our federal elections are always on a Monday. However, they differ. They're not always set on a specific November. They It really depends on when the leading party calls the election and if there is a minority or a majority government. Uh, we could get into politics here. I don't understand a lot about it, but um, I'm, I'm learning every day, and I've lived here my entire life, so uh, it's a very yep. complex process. But I, I do... I, it's fascinating really so um, and on top of that you youngsters continue to poke me for being such an old geezer 
Do we? You claim you're claiming to be old. I'm not claiming to be old. I'm what? claiming to just be really tired from staying up for 24 hours. You have a night shift uh, you job, you were so old. I did say I was old. I apologize. I'm young. I'm super young. Uh, and for the record, I'm super young. For some, and... you know, well, you're probably, I don't know exactly how old you are, but I'm, you know, only a couple years older than the ones who are doing it in Discord that I ribbed about. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm 32, so I had to think about so, it for yeah. a second. But uh, yeah, I'm 37. So well, there you five go. Years on you, youngster. Ah, we're we're close enough. Close enough. Uh, we have so much in common, including our love of summoning. Maybe not this week. Uh, but let's go over the banners. We've got uh, revival banners: Azura, Leo, and Elise. New power goes until October 22nd. Tempest trials until the 24th, and then into November we have a monstrous harvest until the 9th. The land's bounty until the 11th, and trick or defeat until the 15th those are all for november uh for me all the halloween reruns yeah exactly uh for me i've got nothing no still no larachelle i've been sort of focusing green i thought maybe just maybe today it would have been in i had four green orbs pop up and i'm like i'm feeling it but no nothing so um those i'm i'm hope like i'm hoping that i don't want to like i want to give people a heads up I'm probably going to... I saw the new banner coming up. I'm probably going to still focus on Larachelle. So our summoning, at least on my end, for the next couple of weeks might be a little boring. But uh, we'll certainly see. We have a we have a mythic banner coming up, and or a legendary banner coming up, and I might be... I might have no orbs, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, legendary banner is looking really weird, so it might be something more. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. But we'll what, discuss how, that in Speculation Corner. For sure. But, we'll certainly discuss it. What do you got for me? Well, with so much exciting going on, especially since I already have all the Halloween heroes, I did no summoning. I did my free summons, got nothing of note, and that was it. Hmm. Um, uh, the current plan, and who knows how well I'll keep to that, uh, judging by past uh, results, for tomorrow is to get my first summon tickets, use those, and clear out the wheels until I, and see what I get from there. Uh, as long as I get at least one uh, character from the banner, I'll be good. Exactly. Uh, may even go ahead and back out with no characters from the banner. For this new Who banner knows? coming we'll up? We'll see what happens. Yep, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll certainly see. I know both of us are kind of... Are you still Are you still buying orbs? You're, you've set yourself a budget, but are you... I do buy orbs sometimes. Mostly I try to save buying orbs for the... Um, special heroes banners uh and like i think i did buy some orbs to at the start of it on top of the i also do buy the um monthly bonuses mm-hmm. but i think i bought some orbs to start with um the halloween one and maybe i didn't maybe it was the one before but still mm-hmm. trying to trim down how many orbs i buy oh, i feel you i think uh this is an interesting one for me i i think we'll see what what happens uh coming up with these these special banners coming up i just i don't know for some reason i just um no we got two normal banners in a row now so true true i just with the mythic and or legendary in the middle mm-hmm. well we'll see how we'll see how things progress but we 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 have a, we've had a little bit more time with hall of forms I don't know if, Eddie, if you finished it, but I know I've got like one map left and it is just wrapping up. I think there's a couple days left in this new mode. And I got to say, 
I'm I'm uh, I'm still digging it. I'm still really liking the slow buildup of heroes and strategically sort of farming maps and having like a finite amount of time and energy. I think they're very generous with the energy they provide you to complete the whole thing while powering up your units. It doesn't really feel like there's this race against resources as opposed to racing against the clock. But I'm still digging it. I still really like it. And I, I want to see what they do going forward. I hope they they let us get our hands on heroes that maybe we haven't had or I haven't had before. Um, but this entire team we have this, this time around, I, I've got all four heroes. But it'd be really cool to get my hands on heroes that I don't have. I, I would love to see that. I know that, you know, that's a luck of the draw depending on what they design for this, for the next event. But I'm really hoping that at least one hero pops up that I don't have. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, it's interesting mode. It does really ramp up pretty quickly. Uh, you know, I've had a couple times where out of nowhere, you know, I'm about the right level and just bad luck or missing a certain skill that takes out one character quickly where they uh, enemies wipe the floor with you and kind of sucks that even if you get your kill, you don't get to shape your format. You get to keep the experience, but you don't get to upgrade any skills, I've noticed. So got to be careful with that if you're at all iffy about the one you're about to go into. Make sure you do a lower one and get some more levels first. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I, I did realize eventually I, I would have to start farming because I had heroes that were lagging behind or um, didn't quite have the enough power to take on the next the next map. But I really like it. I really like the mode. I think it's really cool. It's a nice change of pace as well. It doesn't feel... It it removes my normal way of playing the game, which is auto battle, and you're, the, it requires the need to be more strategic. I, I found that... I thought my mages, I think last week I reported, I thought my mages were going to power level and leave Om in the dust, but eventually Om kind of took forward as the only melee unit, and, and I was merging him. I was getting um, skips, or not skips, sorry, I was getting uh, plus ones on him. So I think by the time, right now he's like a plus six. So uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really digging it. I'm really liking the mode, and I, I hope it's, it, we're probably thinking monthly, right? Probably most of the events are monthly, mm-hmm. and it seems to run about the same number, same length of time as a normal monthly event. Um, so, we'll see if it keeps coming back. It's an interesting new mode, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, speaking of modes and stuff that come back monthly, we uh, do have well, none of those technically coming up this week, although one prepping at the end of the week. But we also have the Zofia's Call banner in Forging Bonds. So I guess we do have one of those months. Uh, Forging Bonds, although I guess it's not exactly monthly. And I'm rambling now, so feel free to just skip ahead of me and me rambling. No, you're fine. Uh, that starts tonight at 3 a.m. Or uh, this morning at 3 a.m. when you woke up, if you uh, are listening after the 21st. Uh, the Heroes with No Skills banner starts tomorrow on the 22nd, or the day after tomorrow. Uh, I work overnight. My days blend. Uh, we also have the Grand Hero Battle with Conrad that was mentioned in the new banner coming up on the 24th. We have a bunch of Coliseum quests coming up on the 26th, as well as a Grand Conquest coming on the 26th. 
I guess we have two of the events coming this week. Although, Grand Conquest, it's almost hard to call that one an event. I know, I'm sure they have fans. Um, and this one should be uh, after we next record. Although, um, due to some questions about the calendar, because it seems that the calendar may already be set up, taking into account daylight savings times having already changed, hmm. even though it doesn't change until November 3rd. Do you think maybe so, it changes early in Japan? Um, maybe, but the dates are still the or the times are still the same here. So, and maybe they just think it's already changed for us because it's changed for them. Uh, but the voting gauntlet login bonus is scheduled to start um, according to the calendar the twenty seventh. Uh, but based on the dates for the new heroes and other factors, it should be the twenty eighth that it starts. So, okay, but but it sounds like we'll have a busy week in terms of events and maybe not fun yeah. things, quote unquote, because of Grand Conquest. But uh, Conrad <laughs> sounds cool. We'll there are some that. who like Grand Conquest. I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's been well established on this show. Uh, I'm not, you know, to, to give Eddie credit, I'm not a huge fan either. Uh, but uh, we do have new heroes on the way. Exciting times. Now, uh, hailing from Echoes, Shadows of Lentia, we have a new batch of heroes coming tonight or this morning or probably when you're listening to this. The heroes on the focus of the banner are Forsyth, uh, Loyal Lieutenant, Python, a pathetic Archer. <laughs> I did see that. A- is apathetic apathetic? Apathetic is probably apathetic, the yeah, yes. yeah. You put the, the wrong synthesis on the right syllable i don't know uh, i i i guess i miscapitalized the opening letters of python guaranteed uh demo i mean apathetic archer uh we've got silk adherent of mila and katria mild middle sister uh next week once they are out and we have had more time with them we will go over their skills and also we have a ghb with our grand hero battle with conrad mass knight as eddie mentioned earlier Coming later in the week, and Valbar, open and honest, is coming oh, coming straight to the three slash four star pool. Uh, I had one quick comment to add here in the sense that during Speculation Corner, every time it's like, oh, new heroes, what are we going to have? I always say, you know, Shadows of Valencia's do do its time. And finally, after just, I think I did this with uh, the mythic or the legendary hero, I think. I can't remember what it was, but I kept saying this person's going to be it. And then it was. And I'm like, well, I can retire happy now. Um, so Shadows of Lenji is getting new heroes. And you can Even all thank me. a broken me. clock is right twice a day. Exactly. I am a broken clock. You heard it here first. Um, how do we feel about the fact that they, they've created a precedent now in having another hero added to the three slash four star pool? Well, I'd say a third time should be a precedent. And mm-hmm. I like it. It's, you know, been too long since we've had absolutely nothing added to the three and four star pool other than the yearly dump of the demotes into the three and four star pool yeah it's kind of nice it gets us more heroes each month you know gets more characters in do you feel do you feel like the heroes they're choosing for the three four star works for you i think um bantu from with the first banner that did this fit do you think Valbar, he, isn't he kind of a fan favorite? Um, uh, He's definitely Leon's favorite. Um, yes, that's true. Beyond that, I don't know if he was a fan favorite or not. Um, you know, he's 
the armored unit for uh, the Celica side of the game. Uh, one of the early easy arm to get, you know, kind of guaranteed armored units. Mm-hmm. Uh, possibly the only one. Uh, when hers is, I think, pretty heavily magic group focused. So, uh, and also like Valentia is one of the weird games where you pretty much, unless you were running through the dungeons, almost never didn't bring everyone. You know, mm-hmm. there are very few units. So whether he's a fan favorite or not, I don't know. Uh, I kind of liked him. He was a fun character. Yeah. I, I liked him too. I think he had a great personality. Um, I'm not and, necessarily saying I want you know garbage heroes to end up in the in the th- you know the pity three four star pool uh, in these types of banners. I think it's good that they're giving us heroes that are at least wanted. Um, and I know Valbar has been on people's minds since Shadows of uh, Valencia kind of started coming into the game. Um, I think Cliff was the only other one that people were really pining for. Uh, and then they added him. So I like this precedent. You say three is a precedent. I think you're right. Like three will definitely nail it down. Um, if they do it a third time in a row, I'm, I'm thinking people are going to expect it. I think two is a sure sign that this is this is the plan going forward. Although it is weird that they didn't make this a big deal. Um, I would say that I would say with the first one, it could just be it could have been a bonus. But the fact that they aren't really making this unannounceable um is a little shocking because it's it's big news to me uh well like you said like questioning whether valbar is a fan favorite uh you know there are going to be those who are upset and bummed that valbar only got put in as a three and four star hero and there are a lot of people and i don't know what the stats are like or what bantu's stats were like are going to say three and four star heroes are you know going to be weaker than a focus hero i don't know if that's accurate or not Mm -hmm. but there are those who will probably think that and so not making too big of a deal i can see why they wouldn't you know i can sort of see why you would want them to it's just it's a nice change but i mean it's hard to say for sure why they make a big deal out of certain things and don't out of others. Yeah, I I, I guess you're right. Um, we'll kind of see where this goes. We'll definitely follow this development, obviously. Uh, with as Eddie mentioned, we've got some more new heroes coming up in the near future. Uh, and as we said, we will run down the hero details next week when we have them in our hands. If we do end up summoning yes. on the banner. But let's are, jump. Are you ex- excited to get a uh, Python guaranteed demo? I mean, apathetic archer. Uh, you know what? I guess you're right. If we had, if I had to pick one that I'm kind of excited about, I like the idea that we've got another Catria, but it's like a Catria from a different game. I think that's a cool take on this. I hear her weapon is insane as well. Um, well, it just has glimmer every attack. You know, true. That's a sounds like a big deal. But uh, Silk. I'm I'm excited to have a new healer in in the mix. Yes. I like Silk, so yeah, and she brings in um, Halloween Mia's weapon effect to the regular pool. Oh, that's good. Perfect. Right. That are... weapon might keep her as a five star, but other than that weapon, she looks like you know she is likely to be a possible devote as well. Yeah, there was some jokes in the Discord, I think, from Whirlwind, who who isn't really playing the game anymore, uh, saying that all these heroes kind of look like 
four-star demotes, but uh, we'll certainly see well, where things go. Yeah, that that was that's his opinion, but I think um, you know, Catria uh, and Forsyth are likely to be likely look decent enough to stay in. We don't know their stats yet, of course, so stats may change things. But... Mm-hmm. Well, we will. Both of them uh, with their weapons look like they would stay a five star. Mm-hmm. And if Silk stays a five star, it would be because of her staff. Because and being yeah. in the Halloween Mia effect. True. But I mean, staff EXP is not something. EXP skills are not something they normally lock the five star. Although it's been a long time without staff EXP, so it's nice that that's finally coming in. Exactly. That's really good. Well, we'll talk more about these next week, and uh, let's head into the speculation quarter corner uh, quarter. The speculation quarter. We've now split all of our uh, shows into segments. We're heading into the fiscal quarter now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, speculation corner, where we've got a legendary hero banner on on the rise. It's coming up. So, Eddie, what do yeah, you got for uh, me? Like with this week, I'm fully expecting to have the video for the. Um, legendary hero up before we record next week uh so do you have any guesses on who you think it might be and don't forget thrasier was given as a mythic so leaf will or lift will probably be a mythic as well Mm -hmm. and this is slated for a legendary hero i think i think now so here's the here's my here's my thought process on this mythic or thrasier is a mythic hero we assume that Lyft and Threshier are kind of on equal playing field. And because uh, Air was a mythic, Hell is definitely going to be a mythic as well. So I think yeah. that removes... Also, Hell's the god of death, so... Yeah, I mean, she has to be mythic. Um, but then Suter was just a normal summon, so I guess it's not uh, besides oh, the point. Being, being the boss of the chapter or the book doesn't meet, guarantee mythic status also... Mythics didn't quite exist at that time. No, I suppose uh, you're right. And legendaries were kind of being not... legendary would have made sense. I was surprised he wasn't, but you know, there was nothing that guaranteed he had to be uh, legendary. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but yeah, they established mythics as being godlike characters, and I think the god of death definitely qualifies. Yeah, there would be the one I would question her qualification. So far, as, as with Thrasir. I would question her qualifications as well. True. But now they've kind of set this up in that Threshier is a mythic, so it would be safe to say that Lyf and Hell would also be mythic uh, due to just the power low bar that Threshier has set here. However, by starting with Threshier last month, I feel they've kicked off a process where they kind of have to stick with that these are the death heroes and I don't want to necessarily steal your idea here, but I think you're right. In the notes, you're saying Papa Asker. I think that would be a really neat legendary hero to offer us this, this, this. Well, Papa Asker, um, in in his sort of death mode. Um, mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Well, as you stated, I do think it might be Papa Asker. Um, it's hard to really tell because we have very few heroes, and I'm actually thinking looking through things and i scrolled back in the note in the um notifications as far as i could double checking uh the data but if you look at the um uh legendary banner uh spreadsheet i keep run keep up and running mm-hmm. um we only have five scheduled for this month 
And last month we had six scheduled ahead of time and a seventh joined. So we're looking even short, not to mention Sothis got moved from October to November. Which makes me wonder if maybe your speculation last month when Thresir was announced might actually be right and we're not just getting the new legendary hero this month, but we're also going to get Leaf as a mythic along with it. So a double up on this banner. Hmm. So they can get uh, Thrasir, Leaf, and Hell out before the end of the year. So you're... Before the next book. So you're suggesting that they're going to do a legendary and a mythic hero. I mean, looking at the numbers and mm-hmm. the fact that they moved Sothis off of this month. And she was uh, Sothis, mythic, when right? she first came out, she was a mythic. Okay. Uh, although the quality of the hero moved i don't think affects things it's more the location of the hero moved okay uh so this was a red hero led red mythic um and leaf it like alphonse is a sword wielder so he's likely to be a red unit so moving Sothis, a red unit from october to november uh strongly suggests to me that we might be getting it set up where um we might get Papa Asker as the new legendary, but Leaf popping up as a new mythic in the same banner. And you're thinking that's just because we know we we, we can assume that Lif and Hell are both mythics. So in order to get Hell out before, well, before the end of book uh, four, book four, or sorry, or before the end, end of book three. three, but before the start of book four, yeah, that that would that would work in terms of that theory, and I think it's a strong theory uh, in the sense that. They'd want to wrap. That was my concern: is they'd want to wrap up book three heroes before book four started, and they've set a precedent in that each book has some sort of new antagonist to deal with. So, the only other possibility I can see is that we don't defeat Hell, so we don't get her as a unit, and Leaf is in November. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they move Sothis out of October is what makes me think that, you know. Unless whoever we get is a red legendary, we might be getting a double banner this month. I mean, maybe they feel like they've been. We, we've seen we've seen these slight changes to the game to kind of offer more quality of life and to to the user in terms of adding new heroes to the three four star pool. Do you think maybe they might say, "Hey, there's no more legendary and mythic swapping. We're going to do a new legendary and a new mythic every month." Is that something um, you could see them doing, or does that sound like too much? Uh, it sounds like too much, if only for the fact of other things that are going on in the future. True. If that makes sense. Unless they're going to stop making new legendaries and mythics. Uh, let me go and pull it up and you know verify my numbers mm-hmm. quickly. But uh, yeah, this month we only have five scheduled. Uh, however, next month, and we already know the banners are going through February, so whether they're just going to be repeats from then on or not, but uh, October, we only have five units scheduled, two in blue, one green, one colorless, one red. Next month, we have one, two, three, seven units scheduled, so we're going to have eight heroes on there. Uh, if you are right that they're going to stop adding new ones... Uh, then 
that would make the December one make a bit more sense. Hmm. Or no, if you're not if they're gonna stop. If you're right that they're gonna double, double it up, up, it makes December be a very, very crowded month because we already have eight units scheduled for December. So if they're adding two, if both a mythic and a legendary in December, then that means there's gonna be ten units filled up by mythics and legendaries. And two slots, I guess, for rerun seasonals, which they've been doing three of in the past. Mm-hmm. It'll be a busy month. So, You're right. I, I think, uh, well, we'll see. And like you said, by next week, we'll kind of have a good idea of what our thoughts were and whether we were spot on or whether we were dead wrong. Yep. So uh, we'll determine that in the near future. And you may be asking yourself, wow, we really uh, blew through this. But guess what? We've got one more segment for everybody. The return of Game Club with Fire Emblem Fates Conquest. We're playing Chapter 19 this week, as we mentioned last week. And we are aiming to finish this Game Club before the end of 2019 so that we can then move into our Extra Life-sponsored Game Club in January 2020. Now, Eddie, you've got a story summary for me. Let's hear what happened in Chapter 19? Uh, well, I don't remember the exact details of how the opening sequence happened, because I jumped right into a save that was already after that. Mm-hmm. I do recall they reached the Kitsune territory in an attempt to go avoid heavy conflict uh, by going the more direct route to the Hoshiden ca- capital, uh, trying to take a shortcut to enter Kitsune territory, uh, where they encounter Kaden, who... You know, being as jovial and friendly as always is yet going to kill them to protect his clan from poachers and such. Uh, I can't recall if he believes they are poachers or believes them that they're not, but can't let them live to tell poachers where their village is. Uh, After fighting through, Corrin doubts their path uh, because of the massacre they had to do uh, to survive by choosing this route. And Azura reassures her that the Yato... Uh, is slit is destined to bring peace, and it chose Corin as the as their as its wielder. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and the sad losses here prevented. You know, hopefully, will prevent even greater losses that might have occurred having gone the other path. So, yeah, it, it's um. So I remember how you describe how it starts really well because I did start chapter nineteen fresh uh, for this this game club revival. Um, y- you know, you you decide to save your your uh, army and also the Hashidan army to avoid a lot of senseless death by taking the shortcut. But you are warned by Azura that like, well, it's a shortcut, but it could be dangerous because if we're caught in this territory, we will have to fight our way through it. And it is again very weird to be playing this chapter and coming across Caden and being like, I remember you, you were really jovial in, in Birthright. And he's still, like you said, jovial, but he's like, nah, I have to kill you because I, I can't take that chance with my people. But it feels very unbelievable for two reasons, in the sense that he's still very jovial about it, and the fact that I played through Birthright and really got to know this character. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's one of the main reasons people had with with Fates, is that you're always sort of bound by the first playthrough you go you go through with and just playing the not 
not necessarily mirror campaign, but the the other side of the campaign, it's very it's very jarring to come across these characters and literally kill uh, an entire uh, race of foxes. It's it's really not fun. <laughs> not to mention yeah. the mechanics of the map were, oh boy, not very oh, yeah. not very fun. <laughs> oh yeah, the, those uh, you know the mechanics he's referring to is that certain. Uh, various units have an illusion mechanic or whatever, where at the end of your turn, they'll either turn on or turn off their illusion, and that makes them you unable to uh, target or attack them, uh, which means at the end of your next turn, they'll go the other way, and they can't target or attack you while they're in illusion mode. Uh, but at the end of your turn, it swaps again, and they get a free attack on you unless you were properly placed. So there's a lot of free attacks coming out from the enemies there. Yeah. those And those and the other thing, too, it's very hard to get used to the way they've set this map up. And the way I play Fire Emblem is, uh, is having a line of defense, and I build that strong line of defense, and that's how I play. And this map, maybe for good, maybe for bad, throws that strategy that I think a lot of people employ in these games throws it out the window. Um, well, that line of defense theoretically would still work. However, there are a bunch of units that have passed, which allows them to walk right through your line of defense. And, and how many of these units... I felt like enough of them had it that they were able to walk through my defense. Uh, I don't know exactly how many, but I did notice, like, you know, I had set up a line of defense, and one guy just walked right through despite switching to non-illusion and attack, you know, nearly killed my Azura, left her with one hit point. Um, so, you know, at least a handful, and it did feel like a lot at some times. Uh, I played this one extra defensive. Um, I let the six that charge you at the start come at me, killed them, and then I, uh, you know, moved a couple characters into range and killed off the first two groups, and then, you know, slowly moved my group forward, and it's that third group that um had the guy with pass just slip right through i thought you know thought maybe it was because of the illusion but it's like oh no that's because he has pass he walked right through yeah the, and the illusions were really frustrating because you couldn't attack them and i it took me yes. a while to get used to this you couldn't have attacked them so you had to ignore them when they were an illusion but then oddly enough the unit the enemy units at will could switch those illusions at the end of each turn would switch to a real unit is that how that worked it wasn't uh a choice of the enemy units it's just at the end of your turn is when the illusion uh activates or deactivates it wasn't something that the character had to do whereas with many of your skills of a similar nature although illusion is not something you get but any you know special skills you get you have to activate and pretty much give up your turn to do like with dancing or healing um so they didn't have to turn on or turn off their illusions it just automatically did it at the end of your turn so mm -hmm. which was mildly annoying yeah and i i'll be honest with everybody here um i'm playing on normal casual and I got kind of frustrated with this map, so I just I brute forced it. I think I lost like eight guys. I was just like, this is frustrating. Um, I know it's supposed to be you're supposed to play in a tactic, you know, tactful mind, and kind of get in there and, and make sure you're 
you know, you're properly setting your units up. But I was like, no, this is not this. I'm not having a good time here. So I just powered through. I, I lost a lot of units. I did finish it, so, so to speak. Um, so I guess I might have to make up the XP loss, you know, in some some DLC or some side maps. But uh, I, I needed to get through this this map. Um, yeah, it, it just it, it it did not. It really bounced up against my my playstyle, which was which was frustrating to say the least. And I think that's what they were intending it to be a thing that you know, especially if you play a kind of aggressive playstyle, moving everyone forward, but keeping a defensive front line. Those characters with pass and characters that get a free hit on you no matter what um, is meant to you know make you rethink tactically how you handle that type of situation. Oh yeah. For yeah, sure. It was a, meant to be a tactical game, and this made you think differently about your tactics. Even though it was quite frustrating. And like I said, you know, like the first time we did this, back before we took a break, I was having so much trouble with this because I was trying to be aggressive and moving up and getting, you know, not only the three groups uh, charging me, but the extra guys, you know, an extra group coming in at me. Mm -hmm. And at least one of that group would have pass and go through and kill someone. So, yeah, well, taught, taught you to be more cautious. It did, and I guess it could have been the fact that I was a you know crunched for time, or um, I just wasn't feeling it in the moment. I, I feel like if I it, if I had had the time to set it down and be like, I'll come back to this and maybe find a better time to play, uh, it would have been fine. But I think. I think you're right. I think this was definitely put in there to test my my playstyle because, like I said, a lot of people play that way. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping chapter twenty, which we're gonna play. We never discussed this uh, beforehand. We are gonna have probably quite a bit to talk about next week. Um, do we want to go weekly? We don't necessarily have to go weekly because I think we've got four or five chapters left. What are you thinking? Um, I say we start with bi-weekly and. Uh, if we feel we're getting a little tight, you know, for time, we can shift a weekly. Okay. Well, we will be... We continue to do bi-weekly, and if we um, felt we needed to speed things up, we'd either add a chapter or go to weekly. Cool. Well, we are going to do Chapter 20 in a couple weeks, so if you're playing alongside us, uh, you might have beaten already because we took a long break, but if you took a break alongside us, we are going to be playing Chapter 20 in two weeks. And again, this is the, uh, the, the mode, the segment that we're promoting through Extra Life, and you can have your say on what game we play. And because it's for the kids, I think we'll be, we'll be very happy for people to stack their votes and have us play a game that um, maybe we, uh, we've been steering away from, like maybe Sacred Stones. I don't know, just throwing it out there. Uh, that I haven't one... necessarily been steering away from that one, just, you know. No, I'm not saying that, but after, it doesn't have the rewind Shadow feature. Shadow Dragon didn't want an older game. <laughs> That's so right. Newer game. We did play Shadow Dragon, and I think uh, that one also tested our ability to um, keep it going. So, uh, But we did finish it, and uh, we will never play that one again. That's one of the rules for Game Club. Only once. That's going to do it this week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Looking forward to our next week when we get to talk about those new heroes and possibly some shenanigans with the legendary banner. But until then, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. 
Don't forget to go into our Discord to chat about all these lovely things, bit.ly slash TGI Discord. There's a great Fire Emblem channel, always active. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Drelfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning.